I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, and oh, happy day to you. Yes, this is another day, a new day. Um, yesterday is gone, kaput, over with. We can't change yesterday. All we can do is look forward to tomorrow and fulfill our purpose in today. Since we are still in today, um, we have an opportunity to make a difference each and every day that we live. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I have a lot to talk about tonight. A couple of weeks ago, I had a guest um, on the air with me, uh, Miss Tiffany Cologo, and um, she has returned. She's agreed to return and finish telling her story um, as she did uh, a few weeks ago. We, we, we got going really good, and we got into it really good, but as usual, we ran out of time. Now, I want to tell you all that are used to hearing uh, Chris that we're trying to get him on the air with us, and um, I'm having trouble with my Skype <laughs> tonight, so we'll work on that, and we'll see if we can get him to, to join us in, join in with us before the show is over. In the meantime, I am doing one of my favorite things, and that is sipping tea. The weather's been good out here um, on the East Coast. Today was, what, I think it was in the 60s. Uh, yesterday got up to be in the 70s. So it's not that I'm cold or anything like that, but it's just that I enjoy my tea, and I chose a Bengal spice. So when I introduce Miss Tiffany, I'm going to ask her, what is she drinking, if anything? But um, to do a little recap... Let me tell you all about Miss Tiffany. She is a wife. She is a veteran, a military veteran. She has served in the Air Force, and I think that she's working on perhaps serving again. Um, I think that's what she told me the last time we spoke. And let's see, and she's also a missionary, and she studied uh, to become a missionary in Turkey, and I believe she had some training also in the North Carolina area. So where we left off at two weeks ago, she told us about her childhood, um, growing up in the church, uh, accepting the Lord at a young age, learning of the Lord at a young age, straying away from God, 
how her life became dysfunctional after making those choices, and then, let's see, um, how she was restored, how her relationship to the God was restored, and how she was delivered from the dysfunction and the different bondage that was in her life, and finally, how she met her husband. Now, she also informed me that she prayed for 10 years for her husband, and she had certain criteria that she asked God for while she waited and while she was praying. So I think that that kind of brings us up to speed, and at this point, I'm going to ask Miss Tiffany to join us. Miss Tiffany, are you there? Yes. Hi, dear. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good, good, good. You have a um, pretty good day today? Yeah, I was 80 degrees. <laughs> 80? 80? Oh, so it was even better for you than it was for me today, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the kid right now, and I'm going to say, Daddy, how come her day was better than mine? <laughs> I'm just being funny. <laughs> okay, so you, so you're good. Um, are you sipping anything tonight? Um, no, I don't have anything tonight. Nothing tonight. Okay. Well, I'll sip for you and me. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, did I do a good job of um, covering where we left off at last week? Is there anything I left yeah. out? No, um, that about sells everything and wraps it all up and brings us um, to um, the good part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was I was hoping or thinking that maybe I could help lead into this next uh, segue by asking this question. Why do you think that it took so long? Why did it take 10 years for Mr. Wright to come into your life. Do you have any idea? Why do you think that that took so long? Um, I think I had different desires. Um, I was a different person when I first uh, made the prayer. Um, I knew I would be older um, when I got married. Um, and I knew I wanted, you know, a family a lot older. I wanted to finish doing everything that I wanted to do. Um, and I guess the Lord had honored that. I, and I, you know, traveled the world. I saw a lot of different things. And um, my personality and mindset changed uh, from just um, looking at what's attractive on TV to, you know, what's really what God admires as attractive. And so, uh-huh. um, and I think a lot of it, I think had I have been where I needed to be um, in God, um, it probably wouldn't have taken so long. <laughs> But I think the moment you make the prayer, God hears you, and then he's not going to put more on you than you can handle. So I think um, if he would have answered my prayer um, earlier, I think my prayer was answered. It just came at the right time. But I think if it had been uh, when I was younger, I wouldn't have been ready. Um, It would have ended in a mishap on both sides. Um, We probably would have just walked past each other and wouldn't even notice each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like what you said um, when we talked the last time. You mentioned something about how it is so true that a lot of women 
don't even, um, you know, men say that women don't like good men or want good men. I think you said something to that effect, and you said it is so true because, you know, until God gets a hold of you, you you're used to junk, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're used to, we're, um, we're used to, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we're fed a steady diet on what's supposed to be attractive with magazines and movies and media and all kinds of stuff, uh, models. Um, but God's holiness and righteousness isn't really advertised because it's, you know, it's not of this world. So he has to put, you know, those desires in our hearts. Um, and some people get it the first time, you know, those who grew up with godly parents and, you know, a godly foundation, um, they know that, you know, uh, a family guy is a really good quality. They know you don't want a guy that's greedy. You don't want a guy, because some women are like, oh, you know, I want the money. Go after the money. And it's like, okay, you get that billionaire, but is he, what comes with that package? You know, is he going to be a guy that wants to stay at home with you, or is he going to be a guy that wants to be in the office all the time? Are you ever going to see him? Because billionaires got to work for that money, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to work hard for that money, and they often have to become slaves to whatever it takes to get that money, right? Yeah, and then um, they have all kinds of desires and stuff that, temptations, there we go, that come along with that package. So I definitely didn't want a package I couldn't handle. Um, I'm okay. I, I, I think I told the Lord I wouldn't mind growing our wealth together. That way we both came in with the same thing and we both leaving out what we put in with, you know, um, <laughs> death do us part. But <laughs> I didn't want to marry somebody wealthy and then they feel like that's theirs. And it's like, uh, and they gave me something. It's like, no, we, we're together 100% on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I looked at the whole package deal. Not down for that whole uh, prenup thing, huh? <laughs> Had to have yeah. a prenup just to, just to be sure that you're not after me for my money. So <laughs> I, can, I can understand. I can understand. Okay, so. It took time because it is a process, and that is something that we don't often like to hear much about these these days. You know, waiting on God, um, being uh, qualified, pre- prepared ourselves uh, for anything. You know, we we get discouraged and we expect things to happen now. Okay, so I do remember too that we had just got to the point of talking about how you all, you, you started to spend time together, and I believe um, he shocked you with a question, or he basically, he basically said to you that, I want, I want a wife. I'm looking for a wife. And <laughs> you were kind of shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> You know, because um, he's African, and so I've never, you know, I've been around, most Africans I knew, uh, like, I didn't really want to be around them. Um, but I had made my list, you know, with God very clear. You know, I was like, there is no God on, or there's no guy on this planet that's going to be like, well, uh, I would like to court you unless, you know, they're overseas or something like that, because they do that kind of stuff overseas all the time, because they don't play with the whole baby before marriage kind of thing. They believe in marriage, they believe in getting your parents involved and all of that stuff like the old way. And mm-hmm. so um, I was like, there's nobody here that's going to, you know, be willing to do that or even understand that or understand abstinence and 
all of that. And so even the man of God, a lot of people don't understand courtship. And so lo and behold, the first thing was hold your thought because we are coming up on a break. So hold your thought right there. Okay? Okay. There we go. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness. To create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is Minister Diane. I am talking with my guest, Miss Tiffany Cologo. And uh, Miss Tiffany was just telling us about how, among other things, she had a prayer, and her prayer included certain criteria for the man that she would marry. And we were just talking about how he asked her to, he, he basically told her, you know, I want a wife. I'm looking for a wife, not to date or a girlfriend. 
and you were getting ready to explain that to us, Tiffany. So pick it up from there, okay? Okay. I um yeah, I had um, one of the criteria on my list is that I wanted to, you know, court a guy and I wanted um him to um understand that and respect that and so that was the first thing that he said and so I was like it caught me off guard and so the Lord and all his awesomeness reminded me of what I asked him for the moment he asked. It was almost like before I could say no, <laughs> God was like, well, hold on just a second now. That was the very exact thing that you asked me for and brought my list back into my memory. So I was like, okay. And granted, he was, we were talking, um, you know, for a minute. Well, I'm not going to say a minute, but we were talking like beforehand and we were getting to that, that point where it's like, um, well, we wanted more from each other. And so then it was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a wife. Um, are you interested? And it was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. It was just a, a confidence and a peace in my spirit that everything was going to be all right. Now, you mentioned um, that over in, in other places like Africa, this is a common thing. This is this is still common for them. They don't they don't uh, do that baby before marriage thing and uh, something else like that. You said so. You know why do you think that there's a difference in in your husband's culture and ours? I think um, they're still very much traditional, and so um, they like what our culture here in America used to be back in the fifties and sixties they still um, carry that same tradition. It's almost like um, our culture is more upbeat and more fast, but they're still within the old ways. Um, mm-hmm. Like they take the whole family is involved in it. You have to go meet the elders that are in the village. It's a whole process. The wedding mm-hmm. is like two weeks. And so mm-hmm. um, that are the engagement. And that goes hand in hand with the Bible, with Jewish traditions. They, like, mm-hmm. it took a long time. They even called it, um, oh, my gosh, I forgot. Um, she was, a, uh, it's like the bride name. She was waiting on um, the person to come and get her, and they would give her a coin. And so it was a huge celebration when he came back in town and everything, and she had to have that coin. That's why the Bible really gets into um, when she lost it, because it's a big deal, because the man, when he comes for her, he won't be able to identify her without that coin. And so um, it's kind of it's kind of like that. The Jewish traditions and the African traditions is just very traditional with the family involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says to you, you know, after you spent some time together, you know, I'm looking for a wife. I'm that's what I'm. I'm not looking to date or to go through these, you know, these uh, modern day <laughs> uh, ideas of of dating, if you will, and you were like, okay, Lord, this is what you reminded me of. I mean, he reminded you of this is what you prayed for, okay? So then tell me some of the things, uh, when I when we talked and we I interviewed you, you, were ta- you began to talk about there was a little bit of testing that went along on your part, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. It was like the moment I said, okay. It was just like all like demonic whatever principalities in hell was like, oh, she thinks she's gonna get married, like, <laughs> and it wasn't just me; it was him too. Like, it was oh my goodness. So the first thing it was like, 
we were, you know, in mission school. And so, you know, we were in a position where our focus was to be 100% on God. That was one of the, you know, unset rules within the camp um, was, you know, be 100% focused on God. You know, the program is very short and they're very strict. And so it was like, okay, you know, this is kind of like a bad time. So we had already foresaw that. So, you know, we decided to keep it very, you know, um, traditional where, like, we weren't going to touch each other, we weren't going to do anything like that. We would be courting each other, but we would be developing, like, our relationship with each other, like a friendship with each other. Like, okay, well, what's your parents' name? What's your parents' name? And, like, the first thing he said, it was so awesome. Like, it was so, like, biblical. I just loved it. Like, he was like, well, I need to meet your father to ask him for his blessing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so like the love story in the Bible. And I'm like, you're so awesome. In my head, I didn't tell him that because I didn't want him to get a big head. I was just freaking out. Oh, I was right. like, wow, he's like this guy in the Bible. Well, <laughs> and so um, me and my, you know, dad, we were, you know, not getting along at the time. My family, we had a big falling out. And so I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we could just, like, uh, leave the country and just sit in the cars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, what? We're not doing that. And so um, I had to work things out. I had to, like, ask God for help. I was like, Lord, please give me the words to say. Please work this out with me. Because um, I was, like, not planning on apologizing. Now i got to apologize and, you know, like, just go back, eat some humble pie and um, so that this man can be able to call my, you know, dad for the blessing. He won't say no. I was scared my dad to say no. And so um, mm-hmm. I went ahead and patched things up. And, uh, well, the first thing I told, you know, my sister, oh, hey, you know, this guy, he, like, you know, asked me to marry him. I just kind of said yes. And so my sister was like, there, <laughs> there was, like, this pause. And my sister was like, oh, my gosh. Like, because um, everybody has kind of been waiting on me. So, And I told them, you know, in perfect confidence, well, I'll be married when the Lord wants me to be married. And my baby time is when the Lord says it is. I mean, you got to, when you put things in prayer, you got to cover that joker in faith because the enemy will try mm-hmm. to steal it, even through oh, your yeah. family. Well, you're approaching baby age. No, I'm not approaching no age because Sarah, um, how old was she when she had her first kid? And her kid was wonderful. So mm-hmm. she had all mm-hmm. discipline and all power. So I just put that out there, cover your prayers and faith so no one will steal it from you. Because God is working on it, you know, once you speak it out there in existence. So um, we, you know, began to, like, work on this friendship and, you know, alert our family members and stuff. And his family was giving him all kinds of stuff because I'm here. He came, you know, our families, all they knew was that we came to mission school and that was it. And so, you know, neither one of our minds was on marriage. And so now it was like, oh, hey, I'm going to marry this girl. Or, hey, I'm going to marry this guy. So they were like, I'm sorry, what? Um, what? I think what? you need to call that <laughs> off. Like, uh, and my family was like, because it, so, uh, it was such a short course that we had already, you know, said, well, after this, we're going to go ahead and, you know, tie the knot. Um, so, you know, prepare for a fall wedding. And so they were like, uh, you know, um, I think my family was, they knew how strong my faith was in the Lord. And so they were scared to say, they, I think they were just kind of stunned and kind of scared. Um, mm-hmm. they, <laughs> so they just didn't say anything. Um, people who knew me really well that I was really talking to, they didn't say anything. And then they were like, well, 
okay. And so they were just kind of, you know, riding on my face at that point. Like, Lord, this girl says she know you. You know, I'm not going to be scared because she's not scared because she says that your word says this. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a pretty mm-hmm. awesome little deal right there. Um, mm-hmm. We had people, as we were, you know, going through our uh, courses, we had people um, saying all kinds of different stuff. Because even though we tried to keep it um, between us, you could see the light in us for each other. And so it became, I guess, obvious to the entire world um, that we were very close. And so, mm-hmm. and even though we would tell people, you know, we're just friends, because technically, you know, we are. I don't believe in that girlfriend-boyfriend stuff, so we are just friends. You know, he's mm-hmm. not my husband. I'm not his wife. Um, mm-hmm. But we got all kinds of attacks from the school, um, from friends, drawing, like, speculations, um, people who were jealous people who, like, just did not want to see us together. Um, and a lot of it was because of um, the the rules with the mission school, but then a lot of it was kind of like, I don't even know what it was, really. It was just kind of a cloud of confusion, and people just wanted to be gossipy and messy. Um and they would say stuff that wasn't true. They would even say things about my character that wasn't true. And so that's where it was like, uh, okay, this is more than this is more than just about you know um, mission school and me and you know my husband's relationship. This is about something else. When you're insulting my character and saying things that are not true, um, just to see you know us kind of not talk to each other. They would move him around the room. They would, if I was helping him or if I was sitting next to him, and mind you, this was non-sexual, non-anything, they would come mm-hmm. and yell at me. They would come and push us apart. Um, it was all kinds of craziness. And so um, they would, like, put him in a room by himself, and they would, you know, say that they were ministering to him and say all kinds of stuff about me. And it was like, and um, I had, before the, you know, ministry had started, I had said a couple of things that were personal um, and, of course, I let, you know, Draman know that ahead of time, like, hey, this and this and this is happening with my family and with my life. But before I had a chance to tell him, the whole schoolhouse, I guess, had already told him that, and they had ar- and he had already known that. And I was like, that is so not correct. It's like, what in the world is happening? And they had added their own truth to it. And it's like, oh, this is kind of, you know, what it is. So that's just kind of, you know, um, a little background of what was happening. Um Okay, so, we've, got, we've got about 30 seconds before the next break. Now, I want you to, to tell us, because I remember you said that there, this sounds like some of the situations that you were dealing with at the time, and you said there was a time that you were so upset that you just wanted to quit, and you, um, you, you took off running, and when we come back from the break, I want you to tell us what happened then, what your soon-to-be husband did to comfort you. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. A black nurse 
This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, we're back, and I've got Miss Tiffany, and um, she's telling me the journey and uh, what the journey was like as she um, prayed and waited on her husband, and no sooner than he found her than she found him, they began to face all sorts of um, obstacles, and things were looking kind of, kind of crazy. So, Miss Tiffany... Tell us about that day. That day um, you were telling me things that got so bad that you just wanted to quit. I believe you were saying you wanted to quit missionary school <laughs> or everything. I did. Sure. I got so upset. I threw a little temper tantrum. I started crying and everything in front of everybody. It so, it's funny now. We were outside of the church and I just bawled and I didn't want to go in. I was like, forget all of this. Forget y'all. I'm out of here. <laughs> I think I was going to hitchhike back to North Carolina and, like, um, just go home and just call it quits. Um, and so I had kind of just, um, I didn't care who was looking at that point. I just, John, John was, like, just right there. And so um, he just gave me a hug, and I kind of just stayed there. And I was like, oh, I quit. And I'm all crying. And he was just trying to console me and calm me down. And they were like, okay, well, y'all could just take 10 minutes. And I was like, okay. And so I ran and had uh, splashed in all kinds of mud and puddles all over the place. My makeup was all over the place. So I definitely did not look like no bride to be. And so um, we had sat out on the bench to kind of, uh, you know, just calm everything down. And um, he was just like, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Um, let's go back in and let's finish this. And I'm like, okay, you know, sniffing up, okay. And then I had mud all over me. So what he did was he took my shoes off and he took some water and he began to wash the mud and wash everything off of my feet. 
And so I just felt like just right in and there, I just knew that this was a man that God had sent to me, and I didn't have to worry about anything because I felt like if you can be with me in the good times, then you'll definitely be with me in the hard times. And the fact that you're sitting here and washing my feet, I just felt like it was symbolic um, for what he would do for me spiritually um, mm. and where we would go spiritually together. Um, and, of mm. course, you know, I would have to, you know, there'll be some times when I have to wash his feet, but I just feel like he was anointing me and he was um, cleaning the dust and the dirt off of my feet so that no matter where we go, we will be going together. No matter what we go through, we will go through it together. And I don't have mm. to be pretty all the time. I don't have to be, you know, just this Barbie doll all the time, I can be the person that God made me to be, and I can do that in front of him, and he's mm-hmm. totally okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I like the fact that we're even sharing and talking about this because, you know, these are some of the realities of life, and um, there are some realities even in the Christian life. You know, sometimes people have the impression that um, you you get saved or you're Christian and and, every, and everything is just supposed to be peachy king, you know, just wonderful. You're going to be just financially blessed and you're going to be in your season and, uh, you know, you and your hubby or won't ever, won't ever disagree or you just won't have any real problems. And this was a time when you began to see his character. Yeah. His true character just began to shine through. Yes? Yeah, yeah. I used to say it was almost like I stopped seeing him physically and just started seeing him in the spirit. And it was almost like a king had kneeled down um, to wipe the dust off of, you know, um, his clean feet so that we can kind of walk together where we needed to be. And it was like, all right, you know, we can do this. And sure enough, Mm. you know, we finished school and we were able to – go through it with our families. We were able to, you know, get the blessing from my father. And uh, we had some family members say some cool things along the way. Um, People didn't want to come to the wedding. Um, People saying things to people that they shouldn't say. Um, But we kind of bypassed all of that. And when I walked down the stairs, you know, in my wedding dress, and I looked in his eyes coming down the aisle, um, it was all worth it. Um, And I just knew that, you know, no matter what, that this is the guy for me and that we can do it together. Mm, mm. Nothing like that reassurance. <laughs> Nothing like that reassurance. Now tell me, because you kind of went, you went right on on to the wedding. Now you were telling me about another time when you all were cooking together. Now was this? Um, oh yeah. Before the wedding, or was this after the wedding when you were in the kitchen cooking, and you had some concerns because his culture was had a certain viewpoint about the women cooking. Was that before or was that after the wedding? Um, this was before. So there was another incident. Um, he, um, like, you know, his friends and stuff, they had, like, I don't know, we had, like, an incident with them where they expected me. Because we were friends, and so we were cooking each other all the time. But they had a guest come over, and they were just kind of like, woman, go in the kitchen or something like that. And they were dead serious. And it was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> This and it wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't my husband, but still, though, they came from the same place. So it was like, okay, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And it was like, I'm not trying to be nobody's slave because it doesn't say that in the Bible at all. And so I just want to make sure that, you know, your upbringing is the same and we don't have no problems. We're not going to bring in our cultures. We're going to come in this thing together 
as, um, you know, new creatures, new creatures created in Christ, and we're not going to bring our cultures, our parents, our, you know, the way we grew up into this marriage. And so, I mean, he always reassured me and said, I'm not like that. I'm a Christian, and I've been a Christian for a long time, and I'm very mature. I'm not young, as young as they are. And it was like, okay. Um, and so we were cooking in the kitchen, and so he was like, um, we were just doing something, just messing around. Um, and I was trying to, you know, show my good stuff off, like season the tomatoes and extra special eggs. I want him to know that I can cook. <laughs> and then he's not going to starve to death if he's with me. So I'm trying to make everything really nice. And so he gets up and he comes in the kitchen and he starts helping me. He starts chopping up stuff with me. And so he turns around and he says, I don't ever want you to feel like you have to do anything alone. I want to be in the kitchen with you if you're in the kitchen. I want to be with you if you're working hard. I want to work hard, too. And so I was like, okay, you know, he's not going to leave me cleaning up his house by myself. Like, <laughs> he'll be, you know, by my side doing it with me. <laughs> when we talked, you were telling me that was kind of like, okay, you stopped testing him after that point. <laughs> yeah, I did. I put him through a couple of tests. He put me through some tests, too. Um, uh-huh. I saw one of his, like, uh, well, after, you know, just mine. But um, that was the last test that I, you know, gave him. Because as soon as, you know, we said, okay, I was like, you know, you might be the man for me, but I'm going to make sure that you are the man for me. And that was, like, the last one. And it was like, okay, you know, I'm it. I, that's all the curveballs I got. And um, one of his tests was he was with, you know, a particular pastor that was in the school and, um, like, we didn't tell anybody. We weren't open about anything. But this pastor, um, I had, uh, oh, my goodness, what was I doing? We were outside, and I was just, you know, playing around. I had on heels, and so he was down on the ground, like, just sitting on his bottom on the ground with his friend, um, which was the pastor. And they were all talking and stuff. And so I came over there, and he was talking, and I couldn't hear him. So I knelt down by his feet. Um, in a little kind of boss, and I was walking towards him in a little boss so I could hear what he said. Um, in my mind, I'm just messing around. Um, but the pastor saw that. He saw it as a respect thing. He saw it as an honor thing. And so he blessed us, and he blessed the marriage. And was like, this is your wife, and this is your husband. I'll never forget that. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Wow, it's so awesome. Um, and I saw it as kind of like what... Um, Esther did, um, oh, my goodness, not Esther. Um, I think it was Ruth, what Ruth mm. did in the Bible. Yes. Um, when she mm-hmm. sat at um, his feet and um, she was preparing something or she was doing something at his feet. I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got up and he's seen it as a sign of respect and he blessed her and mm-hmm. he gave her whatever she wanted, not just for her, but for her mother-in-law, Naomi, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of that same thing for me. And it was like, okay, you know, I sat at his feet, and I was able to get the blessing for our marriage. And not just, you know, for us, but for our union, for, you know, mm-hmm. whatever comes out of that later on for future generations, because that's what mm-hmm. we got. It wasn't mm-hmm. just for her. It was for Naomi. It was for, you know, whatever came out of her womb. It was for future generations. So, yep. Hmm. I think that is so powerful, and I think that is so beautiful. I mean, it, it, especially, I mean, it's beautiful just because, but in today's time, you know, um, there are a lot of women who would be just totally offended by the idea of that. 
I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit at, sit at or stoop at or anybody's feet. I am this, I am that, I am this. And, and it has nothing to do with that. I mean, you know, giving respect and giving reverence. Um, the Bible even tells us to give honor to those to whom honor is due, you know, for us to, to esteem each other higher than ourselves. Just to, to esteem the next person higher than ourselves, and um, of course the the desire and the expectation is that you receive that kind of respect in return from your husband, you know. But um, I just admire when you shared that story with me. I just thought that that was just a beautiful way for the Lord to confirm your relationship. Um, this pastor seeing that quality in you, especially in this day and time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was something kind of out of this world. It was, you know, it was a good, it was reassuring for me for all the stuff that you know I was going through, um, and then it was reassuring for him for all the stuff he was going through with his family. Because this family, you know, some of them had we had packed, but um, like I didn't meet his mom, I didn't meet his dad. That might must have been terrifying for them. Here's this, you know, American girl we've never even met, and so mm. and it was so funny because I had already been delivered from, you know, wearing clothes that doesn't, um, that doesn't, like, say holiness. I had already been delivered from all of that. And so the skirts that I was wearing, I didn't show a lot of skin. I still don't show a lot of skin. I just don't think that that's proper. That's just not what God has led me. I don't think that's what God will, will lead his women or the women to be in church. Um, mm-hmm. I just And so um, just by the pictures alone, his mom said, okay, I'm okay with her. <laughs> <laughs> now, how'd I have to my little, you know, put my skirt on with, oh, it's hot. I got to show it out. I got to, you know, his mom, because she had to approve me from a distance. And so, uh-huh. um, she just by the pictures of my clothes that I was wearing all the time. And my hair wasn't, I don't really, you know, necessarily cover my hair all the time, but it just happened to be covered in some of the pictures. And so, she uh-huh. approved me from my dress. And she said that, you know, you are, you're not just like, you seem like more of an African woman anyway. And oh, it was, my goodness. I'm sorry. I wasn't even paying attention to the, the cues. <laughs> it's break time. Hold that thought. <laughs> All right. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. 
Broadcasting quality programming to the world. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. So um, I have with me Miss Tiffany Cologo, and she is a young missionary, a young wife. I didn't even tell you, um, repeat her background, but we're, um, well, I did repeat some of it, but I didn't repeat all of it. But I don't want to run out of time. So if you didn't hear that on tonight's intro, you have to go back and listen to the live recording from two weeks ago. Then you can get that info, and you'll be all caught up, and you wouldn't have missed anything. So now, Miss Tiffany, you're telling us how your mother-in-law was pleased <laughs> when she saw that you knew how to dress like a woman of God. Yes? Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, talking to you um, offline, and um, sometimes, like, the Lord will tell you stuff along the way, hey, you know, that's supposed to be short. Or, hey, you know, those shorts are too short. I have long legs. And so for my body type, I can't be wearing the same things that maybe a shorter person can wear. So I have to wear things that are appropriate for me. And I was just so happy that a woman of God had, you know, the Holy Spirit has done the work by himself. And a woman of God, including my life, had even took me home even further. And, you know, this just hurts sometimes. And you have to go to school. And you're like, oh, you're going to go to school. And so, um... You know, I'm so glad that I submitted and that I listened to the Holy Spirit and see what she's in that one of God to help me because um, my mother-in-law saw the character, you know, that I had through the clothes that I wore. Um, Are you moving around because your voice is changing? Are you moving around? No. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. It sounded like your voice was kind of muffled on my end, so okay, go ahead. So, yeah, um, my mother-in-law, I don't know if y'all heard it, um, she was able to identify me and to know me through the clothes that I wore, and she felt okay for me to be with her son. 
And I know that was a big step for her because she had never met me. And it was to the point, um, and a lot had to do with that, that pastor that blessed us. He happened to be in relationship with the church that the family had went to in Africa. So he went back and told them all these great things about me, like, this woman's okay, your son will be all right. <laughs> Mm, and it was, mm. you know, a lot of it was how I respected my husband and how, how how I submitted at his feet and the clothes that I wore. And all of that, they were like, all right, we'll, we'll accept her. And I was like, ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, now, of course, we know, too, and uh, because we don't, I don't want people to think that we're saying that it's all about the clothes because we know that people can wear attire to appear to be one way and and not be that way either but um if it's all done appropriately and um with with a pure heart then your attire is going to line up your attire is going to line up with your walk with with god and the word of god tells us you know that we are to be holy you know that we are to set ourselves apart you know, there are Old and New Testament scriptures that do govern and tell not only women but men how we are to dress. You know, it even tells us that men are not to wear anything pertaining to women and women are not to wear anything pertaining to men. And so there's, you know, there are guidelines for men and women of God. And I would just love to see, I personally would love to see more of that standard um, I could go off into that, and we could just get lost talking about that because I used to teach fashion, and I used to have a uh, modeling agency, and, um, you know, the, the transformation that God has brought about in my life has, has been profound. But this is your time. So, so the Lord brought you two together. He gave you the blessing of the family. Um, your father did give your husband his blessing. I don't think we ever. Yeah, that was um, that was the work. I don't know, and I, you know, later on, I have to go back and ask my dad what was going on through his head. We're we're not there yet, but um, I think um, he finally gave in and was like, the Thurman was like, you know what, enough. And so we called him by himself. He was like, "What's your dad's cell phone number?" And I was so scared. I was like, "Father, what?" And so we called him on his own and was like, "Listen, you know." I'm in love with your daughter, and I don't know exactly what he said, but, um, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I would like her hand in marriage, and I would like your blessing. I need your blessing. He just kept saying it over and over again. My dad was like, I don't think my dad fully understood, you know, how important it was. And so he was Mm. like, okay, you know, you guys are growing. I do what I want to do. That's fine. And so that was it. So it was like, okay. Um, And I didn't know he was going to do that. And so I was like, when he came back and told me, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's wonderful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I like and that. All this, I, mean, I like. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, uh, my husband. Um, you know, then he spoke English, but it wasn't. He can read and understand way more than he can speak. So some of his English was kind of like here and there. Um, so it was kind of fragmented. So you really had to listen very closely. You had to, you know, fill in the blanks and then ask him, is this what you mean? And kind of slow everything down so you can hear what he had to say. But when stuff was like, that's how you kind of knew it was God because when it was something that was like important that he needed to get through, it was like there was no fragments, there was no mistakes. It was like pure English, like you were hearing it from an American. So it was like, you were like, I need to bless it. Like, 
It's almost like a person's hands, like a speech impediment. All of a sudden, that speech impediment is gone, and you're like, whoa, who is this person that's talking to me? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, you know, you guys, you get the go-ahead signal. Uh, I have seen a beautiful picture of you and your and your husband in your wedding attire, um, and you are a beautiful couple. <laughs> So I thank God for <laughs> for you sharing this story, especially being a young woman too. Um, you know, just sharing with young people that God God is still in the blessing business. You know, and that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what He did thousands of years ago, He He is still doing now. He can still do now. You know, we do have to pay the price. We do have to wait on him. We do have to trust him and and deal with the opposition sometimes because the enemy doesn't want us to walk in what God has called for us to do. So now um, you and your husband have been married how long now? Um, a little over a year. A little over a year. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> um, what can you tell us about um, ministry? Uh, you are a young missionary. Are you working in ministry at this time? Is there anything particular on your heart concerning ministry? Um, just we'll take a few minutes for you to just talk to us about that. Um, I think um, we really have to pursue it together, and I think uh, right now we're just um, putting our family together um, and, you know, getting things settled here like just a normal couple, and hopefully um, the Lord will open the door um, into ministry because, um, you know, before you go into ministry, your marriage has to be pretty solid. <laughs> Good. And so I think Good. we're getting a break before we go straight head in. But we do small mm-hmm. stuff on the side. We still, because um, I believe if you want to, uh, the Lord told me a long time ago, sow where you want to go. And so I definitely still sow into some, some uh, ministries in Haiti and in Africa. And um, I definitely sow my time and my gifts and skills into different churches. Um, I, we still serve the children. Um, he's really big into child evangelism and music. And so he serves in that department. Um, and I just serve anywhere I can. I'm learning, you know, anything that I can that will help us on the field. Um, and his family is already, you know, in pastoral um, ministry and missionary ministry and all of that stuff. And so they just keep encouraging us. Uh, one of his family members said, you know, it took them 20 years to get to where they are now. So keep going through. Another friend said, make sure you learn the language. And so, <laughs> so I've been trying to learn French. And boy, is this trouble, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thanking God for this time of teaching and studying and just preparing myself. Mm-hmm. As well as my husband is taking the time to he's going back to school and um, he's doing different things um, so that we're settled and solid, you know, before we get launched out. Well, I mean, I thank God for this opportunity, too, because, you know, if nothing else, I think a believer can share their testimony, and your testimony really inspired us. Um, the the first time that you were on, my husband and I were just, you know, inspired and excited about what you had to say because it was a modern-day um, love story. It was a modern-day uh, story of 
holy matrimony, and um, it was just it was just inspiring. I wanted to call up different people that I knew, young people that I knew, and tell them, hey, I got this this young lady that's going to be on, and um, you know, you need to listen to her. So I thank God for this opportunity. What you said is so true about um, when you get married. You know, you need to take that time to to lay you know, to finish building on the foundation that you started uh, for your marriage. You know, so many people um, get get married and, you know, even as Christians, they just start working, 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 and home is never, never right. You know, home is not right. And they... um, they can still be used, you know, they can still do a work for the Lord, but um, what you said is, is so true that the Lord does require a home to be correct first. If, if home is not right, then we're not fit. We're not fit mm-hmm. to work in God's house, you know, and to serve outside of home. So I really, really appreciate your coming back. <laughs> I think we got the majority of it in this time. We have maybe about, um, I don't know, does this say 15 seconds here? Um, I guess we're going to be hearing music probably pretty soon here. So um, I guess that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Miss Tiffany. I'll call you. Um, I'll call you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you.